The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use the promo code NFCBEAST for 15% off, and that promo code is active until the Giants or the Eagles lose their next game. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. 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 See, this is the second time we recorded the the intro. My first intro was spotless, flawless, and now I'm saying network on this one. But anyhow, it's the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 229 of this here MMA Gambling Podcast goes out to Islam Makov Shev. My excuse is I am sick again. I I know I was just complaining about being sick a few episodes ago, but I'm sick again. My voice is okay. Thankfully for you, my voice is okay. Um, who would I be? I would be Jeff Chalk's box, one of the hosts of this year's podcast. The one who had the winning recommended place last night at UFC 280. Um, would have been a better night if if the judges hadn't hadn't robbed all of us and robbed Piotr Yan and took food out of that hardcore child of his mouth. And that kid's going to get those. Uh, that kid, that kid is that hardcore. Kid that's, is gonna, the right, that's the right term right there. <laughs> that, kid, that kid is going to get those judges uh, for taking a hundred grand out of his family's uh, money. Anyhow, you see that hear that guy that, that uh, butted in here, who's not allowed to talk, even though he did talk. Uh, I may as well introduce him since he's breaking the rules. It's Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Yeah, so first of all, Harker. so for, yeah, that kid's hardcore. Uh, for, that, there's your, there's your alternate title. Peter Jan's, uh, that Jan's. That's good. Yeah, Piotr Jan's son's hardcore. Um, no, so a couple of things. First of all, you said I'm the one with the winning recommended place. You are. I also had winning recommended place. It should be mentioned. Now, not as good as yours this week, uh, but but still winning. So that's worth worth noting. We're we're both in the positives today. I'm up. If I calculated out of right, like 32 percent. That was a pretty good night. Yeah. Um, you know, not as good as 48 percent, but but still very good. And uh, to to your point about the Sean O'Malley, and I'm sure we're going to break down Sean O'Malley. Oh, we are. We're going to talk about it. I I did look up the MMA decisions on this one. And uh, of the 26 people, how many of them do you think scored it for Sean O'Malley? Uh, When I looked, when did I look? I guess I looked last night. It was 0.0 to steal a line from Animal House. 0.0. Yeah, it was Bluto's GPA. Um, (laughs) Bluto's GPA, 0.00. Fat, dumb, and stupid. That's the way to go through life. <laughs> Fantastic movie. Yeah, it's yeah. I I knew watching it. Oh, okay. We we, we got ripped off. I, don't I have do want to decisions. I do want to give a shout out to uh to Sure Dog because it you know in a fight that it seemed like you you couldn't mess up by having Sean O'Malley. You know, like clearly you know Piotr Jan one. Uh, they still made sure to be two of the people who put uh, Piotr Jan 30-27, which it clearly was not. Um, so I appreciate that. Well. Like they, <laughs> they, they get it wrong they, even when they're even when They, they right. found a way to get a right scorecard wrong. So, uh, oh, yeah, shout amazing. out to them. <laughs> uh, amazing. Yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting event, uh, to say the least. Um, let's, let's jump into it so we don't make this a marathon episode because I – who knows how many more minutes I am able to stay upright. All right, before I do pass out, let me tell you about WinBet. Think of joining WinBet now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Who doesn't like free money? 
Who can join the WinBet Biggest Winners Club? Whoever hits the biggest parlay and win bet, odds-wise, gets a $1,000 free bet. Last week's winner of the Biggest Winners Club was a New York better who hit a plus 15,066 parlay on all live money lines, wagering $110.40 to win. Ready for this? $16,743.56. Gumby, nor, nor Gumby, nor I live in New York, and I don't think we either of us travel to New York, so neither of us are that lucky to jam. But WinBet is truly hashtag the gens only there's so much to choose from over there and all you have to do is head over to sportsgumbypodcast.com slash winbet so you know we sent you that sportsgumbypodcast.com slash w-i-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 yeah you can vouch my first intro uh, uh was perfect right and then the second uh, one, I, I, I know it was I know it was better, but but the, <laughs> yeah, I like, didn't say network the first time. You didn't say network, uh, mm-hmm. so, so that's good. And but the ad read sounded choppy, which is right when the call dropped, and we decided to start mm-hmm. for fresh. That's so uh, you that know, a little behind the curtain, the the ad read wasn't as clean. The ad read sounded good this time, though. It was. I didn't screw up or anything. That is, we need the ad reads right. That's how we can stay in your ear holes, people. And I just checked our our numbers for the year, and thank you everyone for listening to us. So we have, uh, I'm happy with the amount. I'm surprised, happily surprised with the amount of people that have been listening to this nonsense that we give you four times a week now, five times last week, right? Or yeah, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Wow. Look at us. All right. Let's kick off this week by talking about UFC 280. Do you consider Sunday the starting of the week, Dan? Or is my... Uh, I do. Sunday I do. I'm a, I'm a Sunday guy. Okay. Just because of calendars. All right. So we are kicking off the week talking about Oliver versus Makashev from Etihad Arena. Abu Dhabi. They weren't doing any of the fight island stuff, right? I didn't miss any of that. I it seems it seems like they've given up on it. Yeah. Uh, the the because like it. I mean, it is kind of an island. It's more of a peninsula than anything else. But also like. What a nerd. Yeah, like when they <laughs> what a nerd when they were when they were trying to like you know basically goad us into believing that uh this was a like a man made island in the middle of the Pacific or something like that. They they have officially given that up. It's a peninsula, everyone. It's a peninsula. All right. Anyhow, 13,400 people were there. Uh, don't have the gate on that. I'm not sure how many people actually paid for tickets and how many of the UFC actually uh, gave tickets to or how many they had to give uh, the government tickets to. But regardless, we don't really care about that stuff. None of that money is going into our pockets, unfortunately. Main event. Islam Akashev made himself a nice payday. Submission. Arm triangle choke. Who saw that coming? I guess Oliver has been. I think it was the fourth time he was finished by submission. But yeah. It's been a it's been a while. It's been a while since he lost for kind of loud, not just lose by decision, but uh, by submission. I mean, but he got arm triangle choked, 316 into the second round. Looked fine pretty much up to that point. Makashev did rock him on the feet. Makashev's footwork and striking still leaves a lot to be desired, but the power's there um, apparently because he rocked Oliveira, got himself a nice bonus, and made himself the champion of the world at lightweight. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know what else more to say than I, I feel like I badly underestimated what the dude can do on the feet. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he, he his ground game wound up being about what we expected his ground game to be. I mean, obviously the submission I, I wasn't necessarily expecting because um, I just thought Oliveira would have what it takes to, you know, avoid that. But the fact that he got rocked on the feet, I, I think probably plays into that ever so slightly and uh i i mean i i just didn't think islam makashev was that guy in the feet um you know for for charles Oliveira to have been rocked and recovered against 
Dustin Poirier, uh, Justin Gaethje, and Michael Chandler. All those guys rocked him and couldn't, you know, couldn't follow up or couldn't capitalize. He recovered well enough on all those. And Makachev didn't give him room to. I mean, like, that's, it's kind of incredible. So, uh, yeah, good for Good for Makashev at the end of the day. Uh, and this is, it leaves this division in a real weird spot, though. It is. Well, no, we, <coughs> excuse me, we know what's next. We already have uh, the fight lined up. The, that little, little small man or whatever he calls him, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky is next, apparently. And there's already odds for it. Have you seen the odds? I did. I, 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 I saw, I said Volkanovsky plus 300. I saw it was the original post. Yeah. Uh, well, which well, is thoughts on the, I think I see 255 and two. 90 and 300 yeah so it's it's in that range thoughts on the number yeah i mean it it seems about right given that there was just like a dominant win over a gutsy champion i mean i i don't know how likely it is that he's going to wrestle with with volkanovsky but um i also don't really know what volkanovsky's path to victory is then like work him on the feet because obviously uh that that seems uh, a little bit harder to do now, especially being that he's so much shorter. But, uh, I mean, he, he boxed with Max Holloway, so I guess he could. It, it's interesting. I will also say, just really quickly, that is their plan. Uh, yeah. There have been times that the UFC's plan has not gone well. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would love to see that fight. I hope we get to see that fight. But there's uh, ever so slightly a chance we don't see that fight. Yeah, uh, he's... You mentioned the size discrepancy. Volkanovski, four inches shorter. However, he's has a half inch more of reach. So <laughs> whatever. Those arms are there so long. 70 and a half versus 71. So, so there you go. So who knows? And he used to be, what, 200 plus pounds, as, as everyone likes to say. So it's so not like he would uh, he would have trouble moving up to 155. So yeah, very interesting fight. And it sounds like they want to do it at UFC 284 in Australia. So he'd have the home cooking on his side as, as well. So um and that would be in february 12th so we'll see hopefully it it uh it happens and it you know um and, and we keep the division moving that's the that's the key let's not drag this out so um do you hear uh, makashev uh, did you hear uh habib spent about a million dollars on makashev's uh training camp i get, i had i had heard that i, I yeah it, it seems well, that's like... cormier though i think cormier said that so who knows yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but but even if he did, like that that seems wild. Uh, yeah. so so that's my official comment on that. That's wild. Yeah, it does seem wild. Yes. Um, Comey event, Bantamweights, Aljamain Sterling is the real deal. I, I don't care. We can say all you want about Tichy Dillashaw being hurt. Um, but TKO punches Aljamain Sterling 344 into the second round. Put it on Dillashaw the whole time. Dillashaw's shoulder popped out. Apparently, it popped. Uh, they got it put back in in between rounds. He said it popped out 20 times during training camp. It's almost like he's been abusing his body all these years. And but anyhow, um, yeah, he uh, this this is classic Aljamain Sterling, eh? He the guy just can't guy wins, but he can't catch a break. He, he was a villain when he caught an illegal knee. He won next fight, split decision win. This fight, you know, he clearly dominated, but it wasn't a full strength tj dillashaw so yeah sterling can't can't win for losing can't lose for winning can't whatever the expression is can can somebody uh can we, can we put the intern googling on whether or not uh taking epo keeps your shoulder in or not uh, <laughs> I, i'm sure it wasn't i, I don't want to i don't want to um <laughs> uh, disparage his reputation but what reputation just because he, he, he got caught for EPO, <laughs> he, he, <laughs> who's, who's to say he wasn't on a bunch of other stuff but that makes your body fall apart when you uh I was, uh, when you get older, I was going to say about Dillashaw, like, he doesn't look well to me. Like, 
he looks like old and he looks sickly beat up and sick. Yeah, sickly. Yeah, yeah. Did you notice uh, that too leading up to the fight? I'm like, oh, he doesn't uh, look good. Yeah, I, I saw some yeah. pictures of him like flexing with his shirt off, and I was like, he looks like he might die. Like, yeah, it was like, like when you went to flyweight. That was horrendous. Yeah, he kind of looked like the same as that. I will. It's probably because it's really hard to cut weight. When, when you're used to having literal rocket fuel in your veins yeah. to help you cut weight. So now, now for the first time <laughs> in years, now. yeah, now, now for the first time in years, he's 39 years old and cutting weight like everybody else has had to. So yeah, of course it, he's probably doing a little bit worse. I'll also say this, like, you know, shoulder issue or no shoulder issue. The dude got manhandled uh, oh, in, yeah. in, in one zero seconds of that fight. And, and you can hit me with the excuse yeah. afterwards if you want. Like that was one of the most one-sided beatdowns in a title fight history that I mean that I've ever seen, right? Like I've never seen a dude just get beat down like that in a bantamweight title fight, and that includes T.J. Dillashaw beating Joe Soto. Like this was worse than T.J. Dillashaw versus Joe Soto, and you can blame a shoulder if you want. But, like, he got taken down like he had never defended a wrestling takedown before in his life. Yep. He mauled him. This is – we all knew Sterling was good, but this is kind of improbable, this run he's on. Like, well, we expect this from Piotr Yan, not from Aljamain Sterling, but instead I of expected Sterling. this from Aljamain Sterling at the beginning of his career. Okay, yeah. Then not in the middle of his career. Right, right, right. And now I'm back to expecting him to do shit like this again. Oh, yeah, after this, you have to, yeah. So who's he going to do it to next? I, I mean, it's yeah. got to be who we're going to talk about next, right? Yeah, right. It's got to be Sugar Sean O'Malley. Yeah. All right, so so we missed Oliveira. Well, we had the underdog. Uh, so I haven't even talked about the gambling aspect of this. We we lost in Oliveira. We had him. It seems like a lot for an underdog. A lot of people had him. Um, like in the pick pick him contest I run on my MMA site, moneymma.substack.com. Uh, uh, majority of people picked Oliveira, so like he had a lot of people on his side for an underdog. But he lost. We had Sterling minus 180, um, which proved to be a very nice number. Then we had Yan Yan minus 280, which should have been fine. We should have won a little bit of money on that, but instead we lost. John O'Malley looked good, but he did not win the fight, which uh, there's really not any discussion about this. Uh, he won a split decision, 29-28, 29-29, Fight of the night. Very good fight, and O'Malley should, you know, uh, prop, props. Do people say props still? I'm going to say props because I'm old. Props to him for his performance, uh, even though he didn't win the fight. It's almost, I, I think he would be getting more respect if he lost that fight after his performance because now everyone's just crapping on him. It's not his fault that he won the fight um but uh if 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 Jan had won and O'Malley had performed the same way I think we all would be praising Sean O'Malley right now after the second round I actually and you can go back and look at my Twitter after the second round I actually tweeted out like regardless of how this ends Sean O'Malley earned a massive amount of respect today because and I'm I'm gonna be honest with you even after the fight was over uh, even after the fight was over, as they were about to read the judges' scorecards, which I assumed was going to say 29-28 across the board, right? Like, I gave Sean O'Malley the third, and that's it. And, and he did win the third. I, I think we should also just respect, like, the dude won the third round. And I was like, but there's no other round he could have even come close to winning. And I was about to say, this is going to be the first time in history a guy has lost a fight, and I have raised him in my official rankings. Because I went back and looked. Do you know where I have Sean O'Malley in my official rankings? I have him in tw- at 12, right behind Adrian. That's what I was going to guess. I have, him ri- I have him right behind Adrian Yanez. And, okay. and it, it, it's crazy to say that now, right? Like, in retrospect. Yeah. Because that performance he put on, even if he lost, which, by the way, we think he did lose. Even if he lost, you almost have to move him up, right? Like, because he's... That, that performance showed you he's way better than Adrian Yanez at the current moment. He's way better than, you know, Dominic Cruz or Rob Fawn or like 
guys in front of him in the rankings. I mean, like that performance. Yeah, I mean, like that performance showed that he is probably number two. Like, in all honesty, he probably should have been number two going into that fight and after that fight. And, you know, with Piotrion being one and, and Aljo being the champ, but like he didn't win. So, like, it also raises like a weird question. Like, what do you do with his ranking now? Because he, he should be ahead of Piotrion, right? He won. But at the same time, like, if you're just ranking them by how good they are, do you actually think he's better than Piotrion at this point? Probably no. not. But Jan's lost two straight and three or four, technically. Yeah. yeah. To, to now the champion right. who will probably be the number one contender on Tuesday morning. Yeah. yeah. So has, did Dana say anything about this this uh, judge's decision? I didn't really read anything. I'm guessing he didn't because he probably wants O'Malley to look good so he can yeah, pick him up for a time. I haven't, caught it, I haven't caught anything yet, but I, I do think he's probably going to hold off on it because of it's like a more marketable name, right? Like Piotr Jan, Aljamain Sterling yeah. three doesn't sell. It, it has to be, uh, that, has, yeah. that has to be a co-main event on a, on a pay-per-view, right? Aljamain yeah. versus, versus Piotr is, is the B side to a Volk Makashev or, uh, you know, like some other big ass title fight, you know, uh, Israel Adesanya defense or something like that. But like, dude, Sean O'Malley versus Aljamain Sterling sure is hell headlines a pay-per-view. Yeah, that'll be a very interesting fight. Very interesting fight. When and if it happens, who wins it? You know, I I'm still am going to say Aljamain Sterling, but yeah. the way that that O'Malley looked in the wrestling against Piotr Jan is it, it's really fascinating. The dude is clearly putting out time in the mats because not only did he defend a ton of those takedowns, including a couple where uh, Piotr Jan had his foot like up over his head and he just like balanced. He attacked the hands. He did the right things. And, you know, like, first of all, that's great and great to see. But then he busted out a takedown of his own at the end of the first round, which was, like, kind of sneaky in there and, and pretty damn good, too. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm blown away by how good he looked. But, yeah, he didn't win. Yep. He might look and act like a clown, but he, he's he's always been a good fighter and getting better, it seems. So uh, let me tell you about No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Playing pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning a quarter million dollars or more in cash. Download the app, choose the contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and win 20 times your money, your entry, excuse me, if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Set up now with promo code. Write this down, everyone, if people write things anymore. SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the App Store to get a first deposit match up to 25 bucks. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Now onto Babbel. If you're like me and there's a foreign language that you regret not learning in school, it's never too late to start with Babbel. Babbel is a language learning app that's sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can finally cross learning that new language off of your list. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson, so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their teaching methods has the teaching method, excuse me, has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. 
There's so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Not that you'll need it, but it does. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel language for life. All right, finish off the main card, which was not not very good for us uh, money-wise. Um, Binyo Dariush surprised most of us. Everyone seemed to be all in on Matthias Amrot, and he got 30-27-37-29-28 across the board. Dariush dominated him. I don't really... I don't think I was paying enough attention to this fight, so we'll let Dan quickly tell you what happened in it. Yeah, I mean, I, there's not much to say other than, yeah. you know, Dariush was able to neutralize the grappling enough uh, because it, it was pretty clear early on that, that Gamrot wanted to get to making this into a scramble fest. And Dariush just did a good enough job <clears throat> staying away from all that and then looked way better on the feet. Like, way better on the field. I was really impressed. And then he got his own grappling going later on, kind of after Gamrot tired out. It's crazy to see this dude at this age, like, yeah. getting better as the fight goes on. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah, he's had gray hair for a while. Um, And now he's going to, what? Is he going to sit on the sidelines for another year? Because uh, he's not next in line like he should be. For a time. Yeah, but there's got to be somebody else he can fight too, though, right? Like, And, and I think he's going – I said this before – I think he's going to have to fight somebody else because, okay, you know, like, like, like you You're said, that this. The, yeah, their, their fight happened. This this fight happened in, in October. You just said that we're probably not going to see uh, the title defense until what was it? February. February. That's four, yep. four and a half months away. So, you know, at this point in time, like how, how do you just sit there for four and a half months and hope that somebody like Dustin Poirier doesn't beat the crap out of somebody that that makes him look like he's the next guy or, you know, how do you make sure that Justin Gaethje doesn't put it on somebody like you, you have to go out there and win another one. It's lightweight. And uh, you know, not for anything. I I thought Gamrot was the better fighter. I thought Gamrot was massively underrated. I still think Gamrot was massively underrated, but beating the number, what if it was the nine or 10 guy in the division or whatever Gamrot was typically doesn't win you a title shot. And when it was, you know, a decision and there's all this other cloudiness happening at the top of the division, you know, maybe this is a good spot for Dariush to fight Charles Oliveira, you know, or, you know, like that, that would be a fun one. Charles Oliveira. Um, I mean, you could give him Gaethje or what, you know, I, I keep mentioning Gaethje and Poirier, like Gaethje and Poirier make sense. Um, all all those uh, make sense at the top of the division. So give me one of those three against Dariush for a number one contender spot. But yeah, like he's going to have to fight again. And there's always that person who I don't really feel like talk about uh, who always after every fight talks about he's going to jump in and he's going to come back and, and fight for the title. So oh, there's always that too. Yeah, like, but like, yeah, here's the thing. Like, that, so. and, and Danny even mentioned this in the post-fight presser. Connor needs to be in the, the testing pool for six months. He's currently not. At him, test- he definitely needs to be in the testing pool. Yeah, well, and, it's, and whether you're, you're giving him the eye test or not and you don't believe him or not, like, it's a, it's a formality. It's the same yeah. thing I used to say that pissed me off all the time about Henry Cejudo, who drives me fucking nuts. Is like, yes, Henry, we get that you want that fight, but you are at least six months away from it because right yep. now you haven't started testing and they won't do those waivers anymore after they fucked up with Brock Lesnar. So, like, <laughs> start getting tested or shut up, one of the two. 
Yes. And that, that's the same thing with people who claim to be retired. If you're retired, get out of the testing employment. But anyhow. Well, I'm, uh, I'm then, fine. Hmm. I'm fine with the opposite of that, though. Yeah, like, you want to no, keep telling Usada where you're oh, at? But, keep if, telling Usada you where wanna, you're at. If you, want us to, <laughs> if you want us to believe you're retired, though, prove it and, and jump out of the testing pool. But all right. The the opener, Caitlin Chugagi and Miss Weight, fairly badly. If it was a title fight, she would have missed weight by two and a half pounds, but um, one and a half pounds for a non title fight. Uh, Manol Firo beat her regardless, but props. I'm going to say props again. Props to Chugagian for hanging in there the whole time. She, she really made it a fight. 29 28 across the board for Firo. Probably we were probably were hoping for more explosives from Firo, a more a more dominant victory, but another victory nonetheless, and the biggest name uh, on her resume thus far. Yeah, I I agree with you entirely. This was a very easy scorecard, right? Chokagian round one, Firo rounds two and three. I, I think she did enough with like the big strikes and those big moments and like a pseudo trip. Um, by the way, again, 26 people on MMA decisions, all 26 scored it for Firo. Three guys. Gave Firo the first round in addition to the second and third round. Only three guys. Do you want to guess what websites those three guys work for? Uh, SureDog. That's correct. MMA Mania. Uh, nope, no nope. MMA Mania had it right. <laughs> the correct answers are SureDog, oh, okay. SureDog, and SureDog. <laughs> okay, I, I thought there's another one. Yeah, there you go. So we went two and five in the main card. Not very uh, good for us. Oh, Firo, is she ready for a title shot? Is she getting the next title shot? She's she more ready than any. She's more ready than anybody else. That, win, that's though? the bottom line. Is she going to win? I mean, I right now, I wouldn't pick anybody over Valentina Shevchenko. That's just yeah. kind of the world we live in. But, like, if you told me she's going to post at, like, plus 425 or, you know, plus 375 or something, I'd take a stab at that. I think she's got a better chance than most people. I, I think we saw a little glimpse of her wrestling, too, which was kind of yeah. nice. Uh, yeah. and I, like I said, if somebody's going to beat Shevchenko, it's got to be somebody who's crafty as hell on the feet. Hard to hit, good to hit their spots, can mix in a little wrestling, can stop her wrestling. Biro does those things. So, hey, maybe. Yep. Um, and the bonus is, like I said, O'Malley, Jan were, was fight of the night. Makashev won performance of the night. Uh, onto the prelims, we lost Tukagov and Almeida, which we were going to hit a big underdog on that one because Tukagov had weight management issues, um, which we get to hear all the time. Um, here, here uh, I'm going on a three-fight skid here. Bilal Muhammad surprised us all and made sure we're all going to remember his name he scored the other <clears throat> excuse me the other bonus tko in a standing tko punches over sean brady 447 in the second round a fight that muhammad dominated pretty much the whole fight or was uh, at least in his face the whole fight can i can i tell you something maybe a little bit shocking okay one judge gave round one to sean brady oh yeah i can kind of see that it wasn't didn't muhammad get um wasn't he bleeding and stuff after that round? I, I think the bigger shots were Brady in the first. Uh, and, and I know a lot of people in the Discord were like, it doesn't matter if they stopped it there or not because he was about to be down two rounds to none, which is uh, true on two judges' scorecards. It, it's yeah. uh, undoubtedly true on two judges' scorecards. He was about to be down. Would you have liked to see him try to finish him? Yeah, but it, it his wrestling didn't get going, and he wasn't going to finish him on the feet. So I, I'm fine with the stoppage in terms of like what the result was. Um, Brady posted a really nice message about how this is going to make him better. And, you know, he doesn't feel that pressure to be the undefeated guy anymore. Yeah. I'm going to give you a hot take right now. And, and you tell me how, how you Ooh. feel about it. Okay. I think Bilal Muhammad had beat Leon Edwards. I thought I, you were going to say Hamzat. Uh, Leon Edwards. Yeah. He, he can, oh, Leon Edwards is the champion now. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. If, if you gave it's Bilal like, Muhammad. Like Juliana Pena was. Yeah. If you gave Bilal Muhammad, if you gave him the title shot tomorrow, I'd pick him to win. Yeah, 
he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a better wrestler, obviously. And if he's gonna be putting people out on, on uh, standing TKOing people, then yeah. And, I'm down and with even that. If, and even if he's not standing TKOing people, like the striking is sharp enough and on point enough that he's he's landing what he wants to. If he was fighting somebody like Leon, he would be mixing in the takedowns too and have Leon worried on that front. Like, I just think he's got more dimension. So I would pick Bilal Muhammad to beat Leon Edwards tomorrow. Yep. I think I agree with that. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, what we said uh, when we previewed this, that this could be, this smells a lot like a prospect, a possible prospect loss for Sean Brady. And, and indeed, indeed it was. So, but it sounds like he's taking it the correct way. So Kai Bahalo um, came through for us. Actually, no, I wasn't in a slump here. I got this one right. I forgot. Uh, Kai Bahalo. Paulo uh, is still a rising prospect. He um, took care of Mahmoud Muradov. Muradov um, thinks he's a wrestler now. Is that what that was all about? That was interesting, wasn't it? It it was. Um, and and I'll tell you from my my interview that I did with Bohio before the fight, I I think it surprised him because I I said something in the interview about how Muradov sometimes sneaks that wrestling game in there and people forget about it. Do you expect him to try to wrestle you? And he was like, nah, he is not going to try to wrestle me. And I was like, really? Like, you don't, you don't think at all? Because I did think Muradov wasn't going to like what he felt on the feet. Um, and he didn't. That, that, I think that's kind of why he went to the wrestling. He didn't like what he wanted on the feet. But yeah. the, the cool thing about Bohio and what makes him just like such a great prospect is it's not just his jujitsu for submissions. It's not just his wrestling. It's not just his ground and pound. It's not just his striking. The, the sweeps and scrambles off of his back, his unwillingness to sit in bad situations, dude, it, it just puts him in every single fight. I, I mean, I'm wildly impressed. Yep, he looked fantastic. And that's two straight losses for Murdov. He maybe Ahmed Vert time if uh, soon. I, I don't think yet, but it, he, he, he better start getting some wins or he's back to his alter eagle. Yeah, and, and two losses where uh, where he looked like he got worse as the fight went on. And, <laughs> yeah. and to be fair, if I'm not mistaken, the fight before that where he fought Andrew Sanchez, I think he was, if I'm remembering correctly, he was losing that fight before he hit like a late flying knee. So, um, yeah, like he's actually had a pretty brutal run. Yep. Um, so we hit that. Dan hit this one. I, I lost on an underdog. I didn't hit any underdogs. Vulcan, Vulcan Ozdemir went back to bad of Vulcan Ozdemir. And got beat by Nikita Krylov. 30 27, 29 28, 29 28. How much of it do you think that it was Vulcan Ozdemir going back to bad Vulcan and it was not Nikita Krylov being good Nikita? No, yeah, Krylov looked really good. So, yeah. Yeah, he looked like like the prospect we thought he was when the UFC hired him. That's what I would say. He he looked like the guy who I was excited about when they signed him and not the one who got uh, Von Flew choked by Ovin St. Proof. Yep. Uh, Nurmaga Madoff, uh, Abubakar came through, minus 165. That I, I thought that number was good, and we made it recommended plays, and it proved to be good. He beat Gazi Omar Gaziav, 29-28, Yeah, n- not too much to say here, other than uh, I guess I, I'll quickly mention that I think Gazi Omar Gaziav looked better than I thought he would. Um, I, I don't think Abubakar looked worse than I thought he would, but like, Gazi got a little bit of his wrestling going early on, which I was kind of shocked by. Um, but, like, he looked good, and then Abubakar responded the right way and, and picked up a clear win. Yep. Armin Petrosian, and this, is, this was Dan's dumb dumb pick of the night. Uh, well, A.J. Dobson made you look dumb, because A.J. Dobson decided he he's a striker, not a grappler. Um, 
and he kind of seemed surprised when he lost, didn't he? 30, 30 27 across the board. He kind of like looked around, like, huh? Which always makes me angry when, when I, people have no self awareness. I think he looked around shocked that it was they were 30 27. Uh, I think he thought he lost. <laughs> yeah, like I, and I'll get the uh, I'll get the intern on the MMA decisions on that because I don't even think Sherdog could have messed that one up. Um, but then again, give me a second. Maybe they scored was, it for Dodson. Was this the fight where the greatest uh, MMA analyst of all time, Daniel Cormier, said he, he thought Petrosian would be wrestling more? Uh, oh yes, that, it was. It was. Oh, yep. God, he's like this. I, I thought he'd be doing more or less. Like, uh, yeah, he's a professional kickboxer. He's gonna wrestle the wrestler, uh, Cormier. Yeah. So, n- so not only not only did every single analyst have a thirty twenty seven Petrosian, but if you look at all of the round by round scoring, um, down in the uh, like when the fans vote, yeah. the the round that Dobson had the most chance of winning according to fans was round one which they scored only 15% for him. So, like, it wasn't close. <laughs> nope. But, yeah, Petrosian sh- uh, should have wrestled more. It's true. Um, Mohamed Mokayev, boy, he, uh, Malcolm Gordon, gave him all he could handle, but Mokayev still won. He got us our minus 1055 win here. Submission armbar over Malcolm Gordon with 34 seconds left in the fight. But, yeah, Gordon gave him all the youngster could handle. There, There's a lot of people at flyweight right now who could beat Mokayev. And I've never been more sure of that. And there's a lot of bad stylistic matchups for him because if Malcolm Gordon is like almost too much grappling wise, dude, you've got uh, Alex Perez in this division. You've got Brandon Royval in this division. You got Askar Askarov in this division. You got Amir Albazi in this division. You got David Dvorak in this division. Like you have got people who are going to give him a lot of trouble. Um, And like, maybe this is like the wake up call he needed to be like, Oh man, like I, I guess I just can't be that risky. I have to settle into positions, but if he doesn't take that away from here, he could be in a world of hurt pretty soon. Yeah. He he still is uh, trying to be a little fancy, fancy pants in there. And then in the opener, Cahol, it's not Carol. It's Cahol Hosa. Did you hear they were all saying that? Well, I'm sure Cormier wasn't, but Cahol Hosa beat Lena Landsberg. Majority decision, 29-27, 29-27, 28-28 due to her losing a point for an illegal knee. But we hit this one. Things started off good for me. I got the first four right. I thought I might go undefeated, but alas, it was not to be. So we hit this one. Uh, out. Not really much to say about this fight. No, Carol Osa continues to just be like a more physical, dominating figure against a 40-year-old person who has had two, <laughs> two years off uh, recently and came back looking a lot worse. So... Yeah, I mean, like, good win. Mom. Yeah, good win for Hosa to get back on the winning track, but like, I don't know. It, this didn't tell me much. We both went seven and five. I lost 197. Dan lost 185. So I had a better score than you. Is you, that what you, you did again? You lost, you lost 12 bucks last week. Yep, how many? Again. How many? How many events in a row is lots. that? Lots. One, lots. Of two, in a row. three, four, five, five. Five events in a row? You haven't beat me in a month and a half? Nope. It's a bad stretch. And I'm like I said, I'm down 45 bucks now in the year. I'm hitting 65% of my picks still, but I'm down 45 bucks. Dan's hitting 59% of his picks. He's down almost $3,000. But there's still time. There you go. There's also still time to get in on Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games of 4K at no extra charge. For 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable, watch it all. 
all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to fubotv.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. And Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, well, we'll leave our the best to last where we actually made money. Recommended place. Gummy went three and one. He had Nirmaga made up. He had Bohio. Uh, he had Almeida, but that did not come. Actually, you went two and one, excuse me. Uh, he had Almeida, but that did not happen. Unfortunately, the fight didn't happen. Then he had Oliveira in the third or the fourth, which did not happen. The fight did not make it that far, Mr. Relance. Regardless, though, you won $39.66 uh, on the year. What are we at for you? You are, let me fix the numbers here. Um, 48% hit rate, Dan, and down 115 bucks, but there's still time. But I, um, but I picked up yeah, some, I went, if, I, if I just do this yeah. every single yep, exactly. event from here on out, I'll be in the positive. No, it, it's been a few weeks of you making money, I think, too. Um, one, two weeks in a row. So there you go. 75 bucks you made last uh, week before. So there you, there you go. Um, two more of those weeks and you're set. A perfect 3-0. I had Fiero, Nirmaga made up, and Hosa all money line. 50-74, I won. So I am at 62% hit rate in the year. I'm up 109 bucks, 33.2% return on investment. So I am happy with that now that I'm losing in the in picking every fight. Um, our two, well, Dan, since it lost, it, it was Dan's, not ours. It was Dan's two-fight parlay. Piotr Yan via KO messed that up. It was, that almost happened, though, surprisingly. Yeah. But then Kyle Bahio inside the, the inside the distance didn't happen either. So try again next week because everybody loves parlays. If you're in the uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord, you'll see every sport, people love parlays. Parlays is just giving money to the, uh, the sports book, man, is my opinion. And the more fights you add, the, the, uh, the more it's buying a lottery ticket than it actually is making bets. But that's just my opinion. It is your opinion. You're welcome <laughs> to it. It's not a fun opinion. It's a it's a really boring. Parlays one. are fun. <laughs> People love parlays. All right, we got more UFC coming up this weekend. Back to the Apex on Saturday. Calvin Cater versus Andre Andre uh, Arnold Allen is the main event. A very interesting main event there. Max Griffin, Tim Means, Jared Vandera, one of our favorites, versus Waldo Cortez Acosta. That would be a Dana White Contender Series alum, right? Yeah, recent one. Yep. Josh Fremd versus Trishan Gore. Dustin Jacoby, the streaking just Dustin Jacoby versus Khalil Roundtree Jr., who knows what version of him will show up. Phil Haas versus Roman Delizzi. Andre Arlovski, Dan's boyfriend, crush versus Marcos Rogerio de Lima. You think that's he's anyone's crush, Marcos Rogerio de Lima? I, probably somebody's. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> there, there's, there's, it's true. There's someone for everyone out there. Um, Park Young, Park John Young. I think we call him John Young Park in uh, North America versus Joseph Holmes. Holmes, a.k.a. Ugly Man Joe. I don't know why they keep calling him Joseph Holmes still. Chase Hooper is back versus Steve Garcia. Clydeson Hodriguez. That fight is actually canceled. Clydeson Clayton, uh, Clayton Hodriguez versus Cody Durden right. is canceled. Apparently, they're looking for a replacement for Cody Durden. And uh, the fight that was after that as well, Christian Rodriguez versus Garrett Armfield, also pulled with Garrett Armfield calling mm. out with an injury. I was kind of hoping... 
Uh, they would just bump Cody Durden up to Bantamweight and force him to fight Christian yeah, Rodriguez? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Oh, like, like keep them both on the card. Oh, and then we have a wrestling versus wrestling uh, fight that just got added. Mark Madsen, Olympic wrestler versus Grant Dawson, American. Was he? I don't know if he, he was an NCAA, was he? I don't Grant think Dawson? so. I think he's just a high school wrestling guy, but yeah. like has good wrestling otherwise. Yes. Yes. Uh, community. Uh, yeah, high school. That's right. But anyhow, that is next week's card. Thoughts on it quickly before we say bye bye. No, I mean, like, it, it's got some really great fights at the top. Like, I love Arnold Allen versus Calvin Cater. I think that Griffin Means fight is just going to be violence. Dustin Jacoby, Khalil Roundtree is fun as hell. Uh, but it sucks that it's, we're on nine fights right now, and that might possibly Madsen be where it ends. would make it ten, doesn't it? Uh, I believe that makes it ten. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I guess that would make it ten. Um, Fine with me. Less work. Sure. I, I like more <laughs> fights. But, but you, you, you be you. Fine. Fine. See, I'm no fun. No parlays and, and less fights. That's what I'm all about. All right. Thanks for listening. We're done. But we're going to be back in your holes again tomorrow. We're going to give you picks for Gumby's favorite promotion. Secretly, it's his favorite promotion. So more on that on Monday's episode. Until then, give him the Discord. Talk to us in there. Um, Twitter, SGPN MMA. I'm Jeff Fox Writer. He's Gumby Vreeland. Told you about Money MMA at, at Substack. You can catch me there. Uh, Gumby's got Top Turtle MMA podcast, which is always a good listen. Make sure you find that and subscribe if you haven't already. And then all our writing, we've been doing, both of us have been doing basketball writing. I, I'm, I've branched out into hockey writing now. I'm, uh, I cover everything. So that's at sportsgumbypodcast.com. Anything else that we need to hype about you, Dan? I always just say Top Turtle. What else? What else is going no, on? That's, that's pretty much what I'm doing. That and, and follow, follow uh, I did some daily fantasy lineups for, uh, for SGPN and they both cashed. Uh, I did one for Opening night for basketball, and then the first night of all of the teams playing, and uh, yeah. both of those cash. So make sure nice. that you check out uh, me when when those articles happen. Perfect. Do that at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. All right. Until then, we will speak to you later, but not long. Don't worry. This is just goodbye, a short goodbye. Until we are back in yours tomorrow, Monday, I will remain the blonde fighter, Jeff Fox. He will remain Funk Master Gumby Vreeland, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Bye. 